Welcome, 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 everybody, to another Better Together Tuesday. We are here with one simple mission. We are trying to empower you to take control of your shared finances and strengthen your relationship by aligning your goals through strategic communication. We feel like we have another couple today that in, just embodies what it means to be a power couple. And we have for you guys today, the Wallens. So I'm going to invite them onto the stage let you guys meet them, find out a little bit about them. All right, add to stage. Yay. You know, we're still we're still I'm figuring still this, out, this out. You know, <laughs> better together. Tuesday number two, the Wallens. How you guys doing? Good. good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. It's a Sunday afternoon. We got our girls mm -hmm. picnicking in the back. Hopefully, they uh, stay distracted with pizza and Firebuds on Disney. <laughs> And what else? They got grapes and cheese sticks. I mean, tablets. They've got a bathroom back there. I mean, they have their own private suite. Literally. So, you know, they, they live better than we do. So hopefully. I don't for silence. <laughs> Hoping for it, right? Like, but Hoping. they will find some way to be like, mm, but wait, I'm missing this one thing that cannot be bought. Like, I cannot like let it go for another 30 minutes. I have to bother you right now. Right. Our, our um, last uh, episode, we had to cut at least six times because they ran out to tell us everything and everything. 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 Running out, screaming. At one point, there was no pants on. It was, it was a moment. It was a real, it was, yeah, it was a live show. Now, you guys have a, like one. Right. Mm -hmm. How old is he? Sixteen months napping, oh. and hopefully he stays napping. <laughs> See, okay, all right. So, one does he do something? Does he do anything right now that is just like you get a glimpse of what it's going to be like as he gets older? Uh, yeah, he hurts himself climbing on things, and then he goes right back to doing what he's doing. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He figures out things that he shouldn't be able to do pretty easily. I could load it up the DVD player yeah. with his own choice yesterday. He loaded like, you can't up tell me what your ears are, but you can load up the, the DVD player. That's incredible. That's literally our second born. Like it, yeah. she had, she will literally be the one to disarm something that we're like, how did you do that? How did you, how did you, and it, yeah, it doesn't go away. She's, <laughs> she's almost four years old now and she's still jumping off stuff and doing dangerous stuff and scaling the side of the refrigerator and it just you know she gets whatever she wants because she finds out how to get it she will figure it out i mean i just feel like she's going to be a really good like you know strategical engineer maybe you know you, you got to start thinking about those things like okay you're going to be sure. really good at disarming stuff for other people i don't know <laughs> hopefully she doesn't turn into a hacker but you know <laughs> hey that's all right i mean it's all good. Um, so I'm I'm so excited to have you guys here. And um, like I said, we're very like this is such a very casual conversation. Our whole focus is just talking about how you're better together. So our first question for you guys is just how did you guys meet? What brought you guys? Yeah, because we know you. Kim knows you. Kim works with you. Kim, I don't know her husband. But right, right, right. But we yeah, we want to know. Is John. <laughs> yeah, we want to know who the Wallens are. <laughs> um. Well, we met, we met on Tinder on a dating app. Um, yeah. I was in my last semester of college and I was like determined to find my husband on that thing. So, and I, love I did that so much. <laughs> um, I love yeah, I don't know. We just went out for dinner one night and 
I usually would go on like dates with people just like one and done and be like, okay, you're not for me or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. John stuck around and next thing we knew we were like moving across the country together, like barely knew each other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we moved to Minnesota. What? Like 2019. Yeah. In the beginning of 2019, but we had to make that decision to move in together. Like after three months of knowing each other. I love this. So that was, uh, I think that was our big first communication step, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. Uh, how many dates did you guys each go on? Like, how long were you guys on Tinder? Oh, I don't know. Like, no, yeah. no, him probably not so much because he had just much. gotten out of the army. So he was Thanks just kind of so fresh out of that. Thanks. But. Yeah, Veterans Day was what, yesterday? Two days ago? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. We met so on you guys, you guys dated where? Because you said you went across it. So where were you first when you guys were oh. dating? Pennsylvania. PA. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. What part of Pennsylvania? Um, Lancaster, I guess. Like He is from okay. like New York, and then I was in school in Lancaster. Okay. Got Lancaster, it. and then we moved to Duluth, Minnesota. So nice, solid like eight yeah, hour drive. It's a big jump. Yeah, pretty yeah. Good. and not only that. Like, let's just talk about that though, right? So, uh, well, the Pennsylvania thing is interesting. So we're in Maryland, as mm -hmm. you know, um, and we went to school near Philadelphia. So we went to school in uh, what was it? Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, is where we went to school. <laughs> it's right outside so Philly, but we also have family far. who lives near Lancaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also, someone was talking. Someone made a post yesterday in one of my fan friend chats, and they were like, "We should go to Shady Grove." And I was like, "Shady, not Shady Grove, Shady Maple, mm -hmm. Shady Grove is." fertility clinic <laughs> you just always you just always hear the radio like thing <laughs> very different experience very like different i'm experience. here for a buffet style meal and you show up to a fertility like no no no, no, no. shady maple small, small, <laughs> small yeah small subtle, difference. Subtle difference have you guys ever been to shady maple um i have heard of it but i have not actually no, been there never been. you've never been either okay. i've never been we either no, no okay okay well anyway that that was just a fun little like Pennsylvania thing, just in case you ever were there. It's a pretty awesome smorgasbord. But anyway, so let's talk about the fact that you went from like there to a whole different state and you are still getting to know each other. You don't really have family in the area and you're embarking on living together and yeah. making this thing work. That takes some serious like trust and it takes some moxie to do that, to be like, this is going to happen. We're doing this. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, it didn't. It felt pretty comfortable and easygoing, honestly. But like looking back, it was like, holy sh crap! Like we did that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Legit. What do you so, think was? What do you think was the hardest thing to like as you were kind of bringing your lives together? Was there anything that you had to like work through, like communication wise, that you were like, okay, hold on, we got to sit down and actually talk through this. Um, yeah, I think there were a few things. So when he first decided to be a helicopter pilot, basically, like we had started dating. He was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, okay. So we searched through like colleges together um, and found the one in Minnesota. And then had to have the tough conversation of like, okay, well, do you want me to like move in with you? <laughs> or do you want this to be long distance? So uh, that was 
I wouldn't say really a hard conversation. It was just like, yeah, let's do it and let's see what happens. Yeah. And so then when we moved in together, um, we still kind of had our finances separate mm-hmm. and they were separate, but like we were relying on each other. So like when we first moved, I had gotten a job right away um, full time and I was kind of like the breadwinner mm-hmm. while he started his studies and picked up. Because she spent jobs. all my money. Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> point. I spent all yeah, money. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking behind the the master's degree back yeah, there. I'm getting there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, my money went. Like, what happened to the finances? <laughs> They're right there. Time job. The little eight by eleven. Yeah, then I was like uh, basically let go after tax season, and so then he became like the breadwinner and I decided to go get my master's, which he had paid for out of pocket of his own savings from, you know, from his single days working, which was, I guess the first like kind of big conversation that we had to have for like, how do I pay for my master's? Do I take out a student loan or do I I use your money when we're only boyfriend and girlfriend (laughs) and um, take that like bet on me? So mm. just take it. I'm, I'm not using it anyway, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like what else yeah, would no. raise your mind for that when I'm like, hey, can I have like this money? <laughs> no, that's a legitimate risk. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't think I'm the average person like this. Oh, <laughs> I like it. So that's a that's an insane amount of trust that you have in her that you're like, no, I really trust in you and I believe in you enough that I'm going to, I think this is a worthy investment for you and I for us. I only like to gamble when I know I'm going to win. He has a lot of faith in me, but you, did you have like a pretty safe bet that I was going to stick around forever <laughs> or that, that like things would uh, pan out the way that they did? Like, did you already think that we would get I don't, I don't know. all that? I don't He's know. like, I don't know. We're figuring it out at that point, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this. Had some kind oh, of on, like, inkling that yeah. it would have worked out. I love that. The worst though. case, you know, I have that strong feeling that I progressed in one's career. <laughs> you just have to be like a charity case if I drop you. Hey. There you go. Well, oh. there she goes. But by the way, you didn't read the fine print. I'm going to need that with interest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with this, though, because that's an insane amount of trust already, right? Mm-hmm. Like just in the very first, like, you know, a couple months of going in that you're just like, I trust you and I, I believe in you. And, you know, we're in this together. Like what a great teamwork ethic that you already built as the foundation of your relationship. Um, but that, I mean, like John said, like he's, he's different, right? Yeah. You worked with a lot of clients and the spouses don't have that same support when That's they say they so want to start true. a business venture or they want to do something like they're met with a brick wall. Like it's- they don't have that same support. So I do appreciate that. You know, when we talk about our money languages, we talk about the strategist. Yeah. And that's somebody who takes calculated risks. Mm. And for John, right, this was a calculate. It wasn't just a risk like uh, it's not going to pay off. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Like, it was very much calculated. He knew mm-hmm. how this was going to turn out. Yeah. Right. It was calculated. So, yeah, no, I did the same thing. Uh, we're both educators for a long time. And eventually Kim was like, you know what? We just had our firstborn and I don't want to work anymore. Like, I want to be at home with the baby and it was like okay well we need to have a serious conversation about this because <laughs> our income's about to cut in half mm-hmm. so she picked up LuLaRoe and did that and i think she had to make like four or five hundred bucks a month just mm-hmm. to like cover mm-hmm. ba- i mean we were just scraping by that yeah. was just covering like water and lights and stuff she just had to bring that in but 100 like i had to take that risk and say okay like i'm just gonna bring in educator money and you're gonna try to bring in 400 bucks but 
I trust you. Yeah. And it was worth it for the the long-term effect of being able to say like, one, we tried it because I was totally willing to go back to full-time work. But uh, secondly, the fact that like, this was something that was kind of like a dream of mine to be able to have the choice to stay home with my daughter um, and to be able to take a, take a chance on myself. So having that person who's willing to believe in you and take a bet on you with you um, is a, is a really huge like undertaking and it makes it so much easier sometimes to be like, okay, well I have this person that's believing in me so I can push forward. Um, I want to back up though, because we talked about how you guys met, which already an amazing story, but like, what do you both do? Cause helicopter pilot is something that I'm like really intrigued by. I've never met a helicopter pilot, but I, I know what Olivia does. So, <laughs> um, those, you, those listening don't know. Yeah. So Olivia, why don't yeah. you start with what you do? Because this is something that maybe our listeners might be interested in. So I want to make sure that you get an opportunity to do that, but then I'm totally going to like ask a lot of questions of you, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, okay. So yeah, you're starting. <laughs> I'm a virtual accountant. Uh, so I work from home and I provide accounting services, bookkeeping, tax preparation, um, planning, tax projections. Uh, let's see, just like one-on-one advisement, but mostly like the bread and butter is, is bookkeeping and tax preparation. Um, so yeah, provide all of that virtually. I have like an online portal where people just upload their information and it's all very smooth, smooth process and everything's just done on eSign and Zoom. And uh, yeah, it's I don't best. really, what, what else should I say, Kim? What else do I Well, I was, well, because I'm well, no, I was asking. Well, I'm her client, so I can, I want to make sure that I put this out there, that Olivia is like <laughs> amazing. One of the things that I need to make sure that I brag on her about is that she's so willing to teach. She has the heart of a teacher, which any person that's on my financial team, that's really important to me because just to, just just because I know how to manage my money in terms of like my income in my home and my business does not mean that I understand the taxes. I don't understand all of that other part. And every CPA, every accountant that I connected with when I first started my businesses were a part of huge agencies or you know, people that I, I would call and I would get like a person and I was like, yeah, but do you understand what I'm asking? Are you willing to sit with me and tell me what's going on? And most of the case that was like, no, I can't. Or, you know, you can come in and I would get to a person and I'd be like, can I, I just need help with this one thing. And they would not be able to sit with me. And I was like, I'm paying all this money. I need you guys to be willing to like actually educate me so I can be the better, a best, you know, a better client for you. Um, and I had to fire several different accountants before I got to Olivia. I found Olivia through another company and I was, and she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving on. And I was like, I, I you must stay with me forever. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Cause you right. actually talk to me. You actually care about me. Every time I have a question, you answer it. And I'm not like a horrible client. I'm a good client, but I just need to know so that I am a, an, a, have assurance that I'm on the right track. Um, and I just, love being able to you bring so much ease into like this next tax season is going to be smooth sailing and i'm so excited because i have you on my team so i just want to put that out there because absolutely listen you heard it need to know kim fired a ton of (laughs) people (laughs) like (laughs) olivia is one of the good ones so if you're looking for someone for sure (laughs) olivia is the one now you said she used to work with a different company yes so olivia tell me about that so why did you decide to set sail and just do your own thing Yeah. So, um, I was at various CPA firms, um, before I've kind of went by myself and I've just recently 
really dove all into my business. I created the Entrepreneurs Financial Group back in 2021 when I stepped, well, I was in the online space since 2019, but I saw all of these people, network marketers and affiliate marketers and just like networking groups, and they were just struggling during tax time. And then here I am with like this career expertise and everything's, you know, being done properly on my end. And it's just super easy for me and I'm just like wait you guys don't have a spreadsheet <laughs> you don't know what a 1099 is so then I started educating people um, for free which led to the creation of my course small business um, tax course for the online entrepreneur and that's what really kicked off the entire entrepreneurs financial group and doing more one-on-one -on -one services as well as that um, group program so I was still bringing clients in as tax clients under who I was employed by Mm -hmm. And that just did not go very well this past tax season um, with a new employer because the person I had originally started to work for and their firm, they sold the firm. So it was all just kind of like jumbled up and very um, disorganized. And like my clients still got attention from me because I go above and beyond for them. But I just found that it was best to move on. And now like the time was to really take that even extra step, that extra bet on myself to add tax prep into the entrepreneurs financial group. Um, so that's what I did. And that's what this next tax season is going to look like. It's just going to look like me <laughs> and nobody else to um, hinder what I'm doing with my clients or question what I'm doing with my clients, um, which was, which was an issue this past year as he was, he would know cause I'm like complaining oh, about that stuff. You know? so, um, I'm all about like helping my clients legally save as much money as possible. So I'm not someone who's just going to take your information and put it in the tax return and not ask you questions or help you find more deductions or anything like that. So um, yeah, that's what I'm all about. Now I have nobody overhead of me, you know, being like, well, that's, not deductible and their business isn't real and you know yeah. so I'm just best to be by myself mm -hmm. but, yeah. yeah right but that's what separates you from the pack is that you have that heart of the teacher and you just break it down for people and that's you know what pulled Kim in she's yeah. like all right this is one I have to keep yeah. and preach about and tell people like she Olivia can't. she can't like she's you. gonna break it down for you and she's gonna explain the ins and outs mm -hmm. and she's not gonna leave you confused nope she is definitely she's, she can she can Okay. So. <laughs> so you can never leave this job. This no. profession is your profession for the rest of your life or we will come find you. Yes. No, that's fine. I love what I do. I love being an accountant, but yeah, yeah. And I love being able to pick my clients too and being able to really like build the company that I want mm -hmm. and work with the people that I want to. And I basically just grow alongside of them. Honestly, like yeah. all of my clients Ooh, are just yeah. like kind of starting at the bottom, just like I am. And we're all like growing together and i really like that i really yeah. enjoy it that's so fun that's true because you do get to see businesses go through a lot of ebbs and flows <laughs> uh, i laugh and wink at her i mean she knows all about what's going on and it's really nice to again be able to have someone who's so supportive and like i see you i hear you so okay so now my question is for john so we, we learned about Olivia. Right. Well, because we spent all of John's money yeah. on Olivia, right? Yeah. So did John get to well, spend all of Olivia's money? Yeah. <laughs> so 
helicopter pilot. Tell me more. Um, so still at like the bottom of the tier when it comes to helicopter pilots. I mean, I'm still a pilot, so that's pretty pretty nice. But I just kind of do two things. I was primarily flying tours. Now I primarily fly oil pipelines. And that's about as interesting as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really interesting, honestly. Like, I mean, you're manning a, a vehicle that flies in the sky. I, I don't, I, that already, that's interesting to me. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, trust me, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> he, he enjoys it, which I'm happy that yeah. he enjoys it. Yeah. Because what the last the job he had before we had moved and before he decided to like take this as a career and go to school for it. I mean, was not a very pleasant job. So at least now when he goes to work, he's like happy to go to work. That's good. That's so big. What got you into, what got you into that though? Like what was the thing that made you go, I want to be a helicopter pilot. Um, I don't really know. I mean, most people that become pilots, like when you ask them, like they've met like one of their family members is a pilot or they were just like a grandparent was like a pilot or something. Um, I never really had that. I just saw it once and I was like, that seems, that seems pretty cool. And I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, the first time I was on a plane, I was 18 and I was headed to boot camp. Mm-hmm. And then travel wise, airplanes, helicopters in the military. And then I got out and I was like, maybe I should do this. And then someone was like, yeah, you're never going to do that. And I was like, well, now it's now purely spite motivated now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, no, nothing gets you going. Like someone that's like, you, you're not going to do that. I was like, well, now, now I am. Like, I was, yeah. Right. I'm yeah. Commitment to that thing. Like, you know, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just sent it. Nice. And then it turns out that you really do love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to complain. You just fly around all day. Yeah. In the, so you, in the simplest you, point of things, I mean, there's a lot more going on, but yeah. Do you send this person like a weekly notification that you're now a helicopter pilot? Do you let them know on the regular, like, hey, remember, remember me? No, I don't. I mean, you're better than me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't really use like the social media stuff too much anymore, so I'll update, I it, update it like once. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The time between updates is getting longer because I never update it. But <laughs> up until a year ago, that was me. I hadn't been on social for almost a decade. Almost, yeah. And then you know, I came in with Kim in the business, so now I've been back on. But yeah, I had no desire. It's mainly under my, my accounts anyway. And I will definitely say that social media has shifted a lot for for me as well. Even though I'm always on it because. I'm now just talking about my business. It's really just a, like a place to just talk about my business and to meet people who are interested and, you know, to have a good time as well. But I, I'm really on there for for that reason. If my friends want to talk to me, they text. Like that's where most of those shenanigans happen. If you really want to get to know me or be like a friend, that's where you're going to be. Otherwise, hey, what's up? <laughs> In the DMs. That's it. I don't know. Um, but that's awesome, though. I feel like I, the read that I'm getting on you is that one, you're a risk taker. Um, but two, that you're also very much like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get it done. Like, if I see a target, I'm going to get it done. Um, you I know, like really look at it as a risk. It's like, this is what we're going to do. Now, how do we do it? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, but, obviously, there's risk involved and there's a struggle through it. But this is what we're going to do. Let's yeah. figure out how we're going to do it. But still, yeah. like a helicopter is like a risk. When he first took me in the helicopter, and it was my first time ever in one, 
I'm like not afraid of heights and I've flown tons of times um, and like airplanes. I had been parasailing. We went up in a hot air balloon before that, no problems. And he like picked this helicopter up off the ground and I was like, oh my God, we're in a tin can flying above like the water. I was like, this feels so unsafe. There's just like that thin of a glass in between you and death. And I and I was in a hot air balloon where there was nothing. It's not glass and death. There's there's yeah. there's some things to work through before that point. So right. I think it's it's still a risk. Our life insurance thinks it's a risk for sure. So but he's fair. He's um life insurance thinks your breakfast choice is a risk. So <laughs> anything they can charge you more for than yeah. That's right. But Do you eat bacon? Very whenever we're flying or whenever he has to like go to work, he's like, I have to go to work. I have to like check everything and he's like very diligent about being safe about it and i think that's why you don't think it's a risk because you're very diligent about the safety of your job mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that's like very because you're right when i like that you're like well it's not really it is a risk but it's not really a risk because you're just like i'm gonna get it done like whatever it's gonna be hard sure but we're gonna move forward and i see that very much in some of the other things that you guys just mentioned before about you know, you could say the quote unquote risk of like saying, hey, I believe in you go get that master's. And I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get that ROI. We're going to push through it because I believe in you. And then, you know, mm-hmm. saying I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be a pilot because this is what I want to do. And we're going to make it happen. It's going to happen. Um, so the, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, things there. But like walk us through like communication with um, like some of these seems like you both are very similar with going after big dreams. How do you guys communicate those dreams to each other, especially if they shift or if you have, um, you know, other things on the horizon that you're like, this is what we want to do. Like, how does that work? How do you guys put a plan into action? Um, going back to what you said about like how John's very much just like, this is what we're going to do. And now like, here's the plan to do it. Like I don't have really entrepreneurs in my family, but he does. His parents are entrepreneurs. And I think that he gets that mentality from them from Mm. just like, this this is what we're going to do. This is what we have to do. And we're just like going to get it done. Um, I think you get that from like your dad and mom, but uh, communication. What was the second part of that? Communication around (laughs) what we were saying. I was just saying that the communication between some of the big dreams that you guys have had, like how do do you work through that? Well, you just say it. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I want. What do you think of it? (laughs) Or this is what I'm going to do. How do you deal with it? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I think a big hurdle for us was when I was like 34 weeks pregnant. And he was like, okay, it's time for me to like get a job. And he had graduated and uh, we thought that that job was going to be in Florida and it ended up being in Texas. And then I was really upset because we had friends in Florida. Mm. So um, now we have friends in Texas. No, that's right. (laughs) I have friends in Texas. (laughs) She said, no, we don't. Um, That's incredible. I feel like that was like the biggest communication for us as far as like the dreams and like the next step, the next layer to the dream. Mm -hmm. That was like the biggest hurdle so far that we've had to overcome. Because right now the past year and a half has just kind of been not smooth sailing, but just like grinding away at like 
the jobs and the work and we're just in one place. But um, yeah, I did not want to come to Texas and I was kind of like, you can find a different job. Right. <laughs> you can do, you can do I can't. <laughs> yeah. So the communication around that was pretty uh, tough, I guess. But I think, like I said, like we were very. I would say like, the communication was the circumstance. Like I don't. Yeah, want the that. circumstance. Well, that's what we have to do. So this, yeah, right. the circumstance was tough, and it was like, okay, well, me asking questions and exploring different outlets. Well, what if you got a different type of job with a different company? Mm-hmm. Um, can you go back to the employer and ask him to hire you for the next opening at that particular level? Like there were all these different questions or different like avenues that I was trying to explore and put in his head to figure out so that way I could get what I wanted as well. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, ultimately that didn't pan out. Like take the back seat this time. Like, okay. We have no money. You're pregnant and we need money. Yeah. We're, so, so we're going, we're going to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That was my, like, it was, I guess it was just my turn to kind of take like, that backseat and let his dream lead just like previously it was kind of the other way around where he wasn't taking a backseat. He was still like in school, but he certainly invested in me and pushed me towards um, my dreams. So it's really just been back and forth like that between us of like, who's the breadwinner who's like going harder on their career aspirations at this point in time. And we just kind of like balance back and forth, I think. Always giving and taking in different like seasons said, like, this of is, our lives. This is what we're going to do. How do we get there? Who's yeah. got to fill up right. gap here? Who's got to do this here? Mm-hmm. I think that's so... I hope you guys understand how unique that is. People don't... Couples don't do that. I should say normal, which you already mm-hmm. said you're not normal. You're not a typical dude, right? <laughs> but like <laughs> typical couples, that's not the way those conversations go especially when it comes to the willingness to be able to say, you're going to be the breadwinner for a little bit because I'm going after my career aspirations, but don't worry, your turn is coming. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then like being able to do that back and forth and being able to support each other through those bigger goals isn't something that most, I, I will be specific and say men will do they're most likely going to say no i need to be the one that's always being the breadwinner because that's what society has told me um and there's nothing wrong with taking turns there's nothing wrong with that that's how you build a very strong supportive and that's the point of doing it together right it's like you're a team right 100 right you said it right there like you're a team i wish that more couples understood that you are a team and a team does not mean that there is like, you know, only one person who's able to say, this is what we're doing. And that's it. It is an effort where you both have to communicate your dreams, goals, plans, and you both say, okay, here's where I can support you. You take the lead on this one. And then vice versa, when it comes to, you know, a strength or situation that's happening where you're like, you, you take the lead on this one. So I love that. And I think it makes it easier for Olivia to make that decision because of John's decision earlier, sure. right? Because he made that sacrifice to be like, all right, here's, <laughs> we're dating. Here's my money. Like, yeah. go do this thing. Like, because of that <laughs> decision, <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there was trust built there, yeah. right? So, I mean, number one, they needed money. So they went to Texas, but there's trust there. Like, hey, like, this is what we need to do. And she's like, all right, well, I guess it's, it's my turn to take a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I just, 
I don't know what's going on with our mic right now. Can you guys hear us still? It's yeah. just our. Okay, cool. It's just us. It's just our headphones. Okay, it's just our headphones. All right. Um, but I, I just, I really, really, that is definitely the embodiment of a power couple to do exactly what you guys are doing, being able to balance each other out, being able to respect each other's dreams and goals and not be one of the things we like to talk about in our programs is a safe place conversation and recognizing, um, I think you were at the first, the first iteration, the first V1 version one of our masterclass of that, where we talked about like when you're having these safe place conversations, it's not a time where you're able to say, Hey, this is a dream that I have. And the other person is like, that dream sucks. Don't do that. Right. Like you can't, that's not how you foster that trust. And it seems like you guys have had a lot of those safe place conversations where you both have felt like, okay, I hear you. I understand you. How are we going to make it happen? What are we going to do to get it done? Here's the plan. So I love that. Yeah. I will say sometimes John's not always like, like he's not like a, you can do whatever. You want. I was like, what, what is she about to say? John's not always one. <laughs> uh, he's not like, Oh, you can do whatever you want with, course your business or i trust you like totally because obviously there's some things that i want to invest in and that i want to buy and i'll be like "Uh, i don't know and then i'll like come to him and ask him i'll be like so this is what it is and i really think it would help with this but i'm not sure i would need like more money or i would blah 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 and like so sometimes he's there to be like okay yes this is something worth investing in and um we should do it and then other time or i should do it or we, whatever. Um, and then other times it's like, mm, no, <laughs> kind yeah, of like, a, like a, let's not let's... do that. And then there's the times where it's like, all right, do it. Just you do the finances. So don't show me it. Cause it's just gonna, <laughs> knowing that we're spending more money, it's not ever going to make yeah. me happy. <laughs> right. So, but there but are some times you got to where... spend money to make money. At yeah. some point. It depends on what it is. And he's really good at like being able to say like, yes, this is good. No, this isn't. If I'm yeah. unsure. Um, so sometimes he does say like, no, you need to focus on this part of your business and not get sidetracked too, because I need somebody to do that as well. Because I mean, as you know, in like the online space, there are so like, it's so easy to get swept up with like shiny object syndrome and want to invest in all of the programs and all of the coaches and learn all of the different streams of income that are available to you online. And it's hard to like restrain yourself and say, no, I really need to focus on this more. I need to make this work. I need to make this stream of income work before I can move on to the next one. So he's good at helping me too, like with investments, business investments, specifically in business moves. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so true. At some point you have to implement and it's good to have that person in your circle who's going to hold you accountable to be like, what have you already done? What are some things that, you know, like how have we implemented what we've already learned before we decide to invest in something else? And yes, I right, have to give have yourself that. time. He has to be to that put person it into for practice. me too. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right. Do we have? Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I'm really thankful that we had this, this interview and this conversation because mm-hmm. the Wallens are an incredible couple. And I do think that they embody that mission that we talked about. Absolutely. Uh, We have one more question for you. That's just rapid fire. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like going forward, what do you think is the one most important thing that couples need to learn about communication, given all the stuff that you went through? um, What is something that's super important that these power couples, aspiring power couples need to know to be a power couple? Oh, I know what it is. (laughs) Unless you have an idea that came to mind. Send it. Um, 
for me, like when I met John and like what was different about him and I was like knowingly slash unknowingly putting him through all of these different communication tests. <laughs> um, I guess it would be that y- you have to commit to the communication. Like in a lot of times where we're arguing or trying to talk about things that might be a little bit more harder for us. Um, like he's good at really just being like, no, we don't walk away. We need to like finish this conversation and it needs to um, be had in like an appropriate, like respectful way without like screaming or anything. Like we don't really scream at each other when we talk or argue. Um, yeah. And I'm a very big fan of talk to me like an adult. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not having a yelling conversation right now. Yeah. So we got neighbors. <laughs> I think that's like the biggest piece of advice is that you have to like commit to the communication and sit there and be quiet when somebody else talks and then speak your yeah. piece in a peaceful way. And uh, yeah, if you're I, yelling, you're just, you're just pretty much word vomiting at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to be heard. So you're yelling, but if you're, you know, I'm not listening. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Find a better way to do it. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good point. Uh, and that's literally going to be the difference between couples who are able to have these conversations and and actually say, okay, I heard you. Let me let me process. Like we talked about that last week with our other couple, processing what was what has been said and learning how the other person is processing is so huge. Because then, when you're able to know your 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 spouse at that level, you're able to say, okay, I know what they're thinking. I know what's happening, and I know that they're going to come back, or we're going to have a cordial, respectful adult conversation where my insecurities or his insecurities or whatever are not going to be the things that keep us from creating resolve. Um, and that that is just so important. So I'm glad that you guys have done that. And uh, that's a really, really good tip to to bring to Absolutely. our audience and aspiring couples out there. Right. No, these these conversations that are about our values and our beliefs and, and things about money and communication and like you know, life, like those are deeply emotional conversations. And when you feel like, you know, those emotions are starting to get the best of you, then yeah, like maybe you need to either A, take a break or B, take a deep breath and like, no, we're not walking away from this. Like we don't, we don't run from this conversation. Like this conversation needs to be had. And that's big. That's huge. That's huge. I'm so excited that we got a chance to hang out with you guys. And thank you guys so much for being willing to hang out with us um, and talk about, you know, how you guys are the power couple, which I would 100% think that, you know, and agree that you guys embody uh, what it looks like to be a power couple and both helping your helping each other go through school, go through aspiring for your dreams and your goals and going through the ebbs and flows of what that looks like. And you guys have been able to support each other through that, um, through communication and that's really what it is respectful communication so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today yeah um we while we yeah absolutely do you have any last words you want to say last words before we end john definitely wants to say yes, something he does 100 percent. go for it look at that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i was Dog. gonna go grab the baby but like, <laughs> okay <laughs> like, yes he did wait like i gotta go get him <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, we'll let you guys go. Go back to family life and all that stuff. We always have a saying, saying that we want to help couples live in love and walk in wealth. So I hope you guys do the same and we will talk to you guys soon. Take care, y'all. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. No worries.